This podcast you're about to listen to is a controlled experiment using trained intellectual monkeys. The following episode is one of the infinite debates these monkeys have had. Remember that these are the opinions of real monkeys and may not reflect the opinions of the highly trained human scientists in charge. And most importantly, no monkeys were harmed in the making of this podcast. Podcast. Uh, we are joined today by the entire trio of monkeys, Gunner, uh, Teo, and uh, myself. Um, it's a beautiful uh, sunny day in um, British Columbia, Canuckville, Canada. And how's everyone doing? How are you doing, Teo? Because uh, I always ask you first. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's not sunny here, unfortunately. But oh, is it, it just is it just all that orange lamp that makes you? Look? Yeah, it's really just the orange lamp. <laughs> Could have fooled um, me. Actually, you did fool me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's still really nice. It's still basically spring. Like it, it's it's uh, it's so nice, kind of like like living in Vancouver compared to growing up in Kelowna because you get spring a month earlier. Which is true, but you also never have summer. You just have spring. That's true. It's just and there's yeah. no winter. You just have spring and fall. Well, <laughs> no, you do have like a week of winter. And or, you, okay, true. You have a week of summer. <laughs> you have a week of winter. Yeah. <laughs> Good and and that week is never the same. Good luck trying to <laughs> make your vacations to go camping. That's true. That's true. But yeah, it's 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 been good, productive, kind of boring outside of that, but fun. <laughs> How are you, Gunner? I am pretty good. It's really nice here. It's like spring. I can see the I sun. It's, it, it seems... I don't There's know what lamp. you're saying about the, the spring coming early there, but it seems like spring is already here, and it's like February. It, and it hasn't even been cold this whole winter. Oh, no, right. it's been like the so last mild. three years. Yeah. It's been yeah. super nice. Awesome. Global warming. I Fuck guess that's yeah. climate. You're supposed to call it climate change. Sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, really good. Everything's going well. I, slight aside, I have gotten, uh, a new product and it's called Guanciale and I'm really excited about it. Uh, for those that, of you that don't know, I like cook, I don't know, professionally, I guess you can say, cause I get paid for it. Um, yep. and so Guanciale is like a cheek of a pig that you like cure and stuff. Okay. And it's one of the really, like, fundamental ingredients in Italian cooking, especially, like, authentic Italian cooking. Like, that's, like, where... It's the meat that you're supposed to use for a carbonara. And everyone uses, like, bacon usually because no one has this, like, super esoteric fucking... <laughs> like, it's, like, dry-aged for five weeks and stuff. <laughs> so, so I'm really excited about that. So, yeah, I'm just... Are you drying your own meat? No, no, no. I have, uh, I have, shout out to Elikmans. Uh, they, they've done it for me themselves. I'm disappointed. I want you to dry your own meat, Gunner. 
Well, like, it's... You're not a real chef until you make all your ingredients by hand. It's something that I've done in the past. Um, I've definitely, like, when I was a kid, my dad used to make meat and all kinds of, like, cured hams and bacon and capricoli and stuff. So I kind of have made those things. But I was a child and didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of, like, cleaning up after him, holding the lamp as he's working in the the engine of the meat. <laughs> I don't know my analogy didn't didn't hold up, you know. But uh yeah, so I've kind of seen the the process and I I'm I'm pretty sure I could do it, but it's it's nicer to just let another professional handle it. And you're doing the cooking. Yeah. As opposed to getting yeah, yeah. the ingredients, yeah. Well, I like can source the ingredients, which is a nice thing. That's like mm. a very mm-hmm. chefly thing to do to go out into your community and source ingredients, very which is cool. really nice. It's it's a I don't know rewarding feeling. It's cool. Cool. Now, is it is it nice or is it like a really weird like flipping um, system? Because like you're going out, you're buying it for cheap and you're selling it for high. <laughs> well, it's Wait, it's. Value? Are chefs yeah. just sleazy car flipping salesmen? Essentially, but but this you is the thing. This is the thing is that typically uh, a car salesman doesn't do any work to the product that they're getting, uh, and a chef does extensive work to it. Meaning that, like, if we were to get an old beater, we would be the type to like restore it in our garage and then you know cut it up into pieces and serve it to people. Do you know, like... Uh, yeah, so you're okay. So, okay, so you're like the property uh, brothers of food. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flip, I'm sorry li- to be so or, offensive. <laughs> love it or list it. Um, but no, it's, it's, you, it's you add value to it. Uh, you take ingredients, and, and that's just like what you do with cooking, right? You take ingredients, combine them in a certain way, and, and, and add your techniques, and then improve it to uh, the point that it's you know, much, much magnitudinally better than, than just the raw ingredient. Like, you know, nobody wants to eat a raw tomato typically, but once you put salt on it, then it gets to be kind of more bearable. And then once you cook it with some herbs and then it's like a sauce and then it kind of gradually gets better and better and better. Um, arguably I, tomatoes are delicious i'm not saying that okay i was like did you just low-key say that everyone who eats tomatoes is trash (laughs) no 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 i love tomatoes but um uh, they're not as good without salt so that was good just a little bit that's kind of that's that's the basis that's like what a scientist does right you take you take ingredients and then you whip them together to make an experiment (laughs) and then you figure out um you, fig- you create truth. You know, yeah, you, you figure out what the results of this experiment were, mm-hmm. and then you kind of like sell that product. Yeah, and then and then and then you go and you you publish that product. So yeah. uh, Gunner's cookbook is coming out in, uh, later this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's essentially yeah that is, that is essentially what cookbooks are are like works of hmm. um, if you want to take a scientific approach, it, it would be like of different experiments and different protocols. Uh, to achieve like a specific result that they've achieved, you know, in the kitchen or lab. I really like this angle that you take of yeah. like 
applying your scientific mindset to cooking. Like it comes up all the time. I, Dude, I, I, I can't wait to see where it goes. You know, as time goes on. Yeah. Here, here's the thing: if Gunner just brands his entire chefness as like this is scientifically accurate or proven, and then sells that cookbook, whew. well, it's all about replicability, Novel, no, right? Yeah. So you have to make sure that the techniques are straightforward enough that anyone could be able to follow them and written in a certain way. So there's there's quite a bit to be thought of. I, I don't know. I don't want to make a cookbook anytime soon. I don't have that much experience under my belt yet, but. Um, I can definitely kind of more appreciate, better appreciate what kind of chefs and professional chefs and people who write cookbooks are achieving and doing it cool. with, with that. I do have a recommendation for whenever you write your cookbook. I, so I, was, I, I think you really should leverage your scientific knowledge to really just go hard um, for that audience who is just very pro-science and, you know, um, very hating all the anti-science uh, 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 rhetoric that's going around. and uh, But at the same time, I think you should also make a pseudonym, publish the exactly same recipes. However, make it as anti-science as possible. <laughs> Be like, you have to cook this and put like a crystal salt rock in the corner. The crystal salt rock will diffuse uh, 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 salt uh, into... Your pots, you don't even have to salt your um, uh, spaghetti because, you know, salt causes hypertension, but you get the feeling of salt by having that salt lamp there as you cook. Well, like the, the, the sauce has the memory of the salt, yeah. right? That's, yes. That's a thing. But yes. while you do all this, you have to be playing the 528 hertz frequency yeah. um, the whole time. So the cheese curdles just right. Is that the, is that the God frequency? Uh, something like that. I, I don't remember which one it is. I just remember five twenty-eight. Yeah, I'm, I have. I, I, I'm not up to. I've heard of. Um, well, I've. I haven't heard of. I've. I've literally like listened to these uh, YouTube videos of people who like tune correct everything to like five twenty, and they're like, "Oh, it just sounds so much better." <laughs> and it's like people are in in the uh, in the comments. It's especially funny because people are literally like, "Oh my god!" Like. I just can appreciate this song so much more like at this slightly different, you know, frequency. What is it like six, six Hertz difference? I've never heard of this ever. So like, what is a, what is a C? Is it 522 or something? Uh, like a, a C5. Well, I, it's sure. something like I mean, that. A is, A4 is uh, 440. So... <laughs> well, okay, so they, they essentially, they essentially like take, maybe it's that, they, they, what is it based on? So the idea that a, uh, a C is like, we'll just say it's 520. Sure. Um, the idea that a C is 520 was just kind of like made up by uh, Bach or whoever, right? And they were just like, yeah. I'm going to tune it to this and this is what I like and this is... And it was kind of passed down through the generations. But they make the argument that uh, he was wrong. And actually to be in <laughs> harmony with nature and the actual frequencies and vibrations of like humans and stuff, it just has to be slightly tweaked. He was close, but he was, it just has to be slightly tweaked. And so like a C should actually be tuned to 528 hertz rather than... Uh, 520 or an A should be like 444 rather than 440. It's like stuff like that. And it, That's if hilarious. you listen to it, it's, there's, <laughs> there's, it's a, 
slightly perceptible difference. Like it's, it's just like if you were to slightly detune any song, uh, like I don't know, like four cents, four, like a fourth yeah. of an octave or something. That reminds me of the thing that the Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist did because all guitars are tuned slightly incorrectly to make the fretboard work correctly. So like they're like four or six hertz or whatever off of what the actual note should be um because otherwise the way a guitar would have to be made is i think then the frets would have to be staggered which is just annoying to play Mm. um so everything on a guitar is technically slightly out of tune and then the red hot chili peppers guitarist i believe just said fuck that and tuned his guitar to the actual frequency and which just fucks his fretboard up like it just makes no sense but apparently it sounds like way better um, mm-hmm. Sounds like sounds like kind of the the, the same bullshit thing, <laughs> but yeah. it did actually sound better. I, I don't mean bullshit in like a this is fake. Well, like, <laughs> but there's like a certain level of mysticism that these people attach yeah. to it in that they're like, ah, oh, yes, this is actually you know in more harmony with your soul, and like it'll make you feel better. And there's healing properties to you know just playing a certain frequency, a certain note, just playing it, just. Mm, and I don't know. Ooh, that's good. That's maybe a good note. Maybe Ooh. there's something to it, like, uh, <laughs> like because there is, you know, meditation and and you know, Buddhists and stuff. I think they, I, I really don't want to come across racist. I don't know, or or pre- I, if religious, they hum, yeah, religiousist. Um, I don't know, but I'm sure that some people hum while they meditate. Some some religion. I've heard it. I've seen it in movies. I think. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, th- I think I've also heard like the tone that that tone that you yeah. That, that tone of like the gong or whatever. Is and even, even like, uh, Christians, they like, kind of like, Aah. I don't know what they do. They're all into like <laughs> choir, choir and shit. So it's a the religious thing, of, thing. Yeah. And then you have those alt, those alt Christians who are like into like heavy metal rock music in their, in their churches and they bust what? out electric guitars and like full drum kits. Oh, my favorite, place. my favorite is, uh, like black gospel churches. I love their, they're yeah. singing and stuff like that. Like I kind of like, like Kanye West album that he dropped that was all like gospel. Uh, it's pretty cool in in some respects because the that gospel that he used, they're like so amazing. If you actually put on like headphones and and, and listen to it and just like kind of ignore Kanye's contributions. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I find hilarious about the whole like God frequency stuff is that. Um, well, actually, I, I haven't really spent that much time looking at the, uh, the adjusted music to different frequencies here. Uh, but I would assume that all they're doing is just detuning everything. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, all music is like, like all, pretty much all music is, is, uh, made in equal temperament tuning, which is by definition, not pure at all. Like, it's, like Equal temperament tuning is like uh, is the same tuning as as you have on a piano, where mm. like the intervals are not like they they, they aren't perfect. They, they actually don't. Like, they're they're all slightly off, and so all the music that we listen to that is has been performed in the last two hundred years, <laughs> um, at least in like on pianos and things, um, is uh, is actually is actually off and so even if you just detune it it's still off um yeah 
because because you can't detune the whole thing because everything's not off by that. It's already off. It, like, yeah, it's, like, but it's not off by like the exact same magnitude or whatever. So just detuning it would just throw everything off by the equal amounts that is already off, right? Yeah. So so, so like there's like a, already a relative like the, the, the intervals as as they exist right now are already off relative to each other. Mm-hmm. And so detuning it doesn't change anything. <laughs> Well, have you ever heard of like a uh, 5D music? I think it's called 5D, maybe 6D. <laughs> no, I I've heard like six dimensional like stuff popping up on like YouTube like a couple days ago. Like this 6D thing is crazy. It's uh, so all they really do is they like add some effect, and it's they they just take they play one track, and then they have another track that they kind of change the balance of it like throughout the entirety of the song so stereo, it gives so. yeah yeah they they really take advantage of stereo uh so it sounds like it's kind of like moving and like enveloping you and it's supposed to like be more how the music was supposed to be done but it's literally people just doing like a fucking simple trick on like some computer program i don't know like it literally FL, sounds FL like studio or something. It literally sounds like they're trying to make uh, 7.1 surround sound uh, music on stereos, yeah. stereo headphones. Hmm. Yeah, no. That's, Where I'm I mean, just like, you know what? Why don't we just get 7.1 surround sound albums, guys? <laughs> yeah. Just do that to all music, just to preempt it. <laughs> like, I really, I, I think it would be kind of cool to, to do an, like, totally cool totally way too costly and a waste of time a pain in the ass to mix but like have it where you have well like you're surrounded by all the instruments and then like mix it in a way where it's like you're sitting in the middle yeah that'd be neat <laughs> i wonder because everything's always so like oh the bass goes in the middle and guitars you know to the right yeah yada yada um so yeah it would be i wonder if it would really change stuff for the no it would basically be the exact same thing because the instruments are so fucking loud that you would just be like (laughs) the sounds are everywhere anyway (laughs) i was i found uh a way to tune um my piano uh in uh just intonation which is that sort of like perfect tuning um that, that you can have uh the 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 funky thing about it is that uh only one key works. <laughs> it's like you can only play in like C, and if you start playing in like E flat, then it all sounds wrong. So like all, all the intervals, like uh, fifths and major sevenths and fourths and thirds and stuff, are tuned relative to a particular note, like C. Mm. And so like it sounds amazing when you actually like play uh, music in that key. Um, but what if it, you have to change keys in a song, totally breaks down. <laughs> done it's over yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's 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 really fun to do it's like you know if you, if you um want to want to try it out it, it's it's quite startling how different it sounds from regular equal temperament tuning it sounds like very pure and amazing like just a, a major triad just like uh just pierces right into your soul it's quite beautiful <laughs> <laughs> how do you do it i'm um, interested i just i just uh um there are probably way easier ways to do this is it like really a trick knows. on your daw yeah yeah uh or daw or uh digital audio workshop yeah that station that means i think digital what workstation workstation i yeah, believe yeah. Uh, uh, 
computer um, program that helps you make music. Yeah, Oops. that's yeah. Um, yeah, so I just I just downloaded a uh, what is it? You guys know the stuff better than I do. VSTi, whatever that is. Okay. Okay, and <laughs> uh, sampled a piano sound, and it just uh, tunes uh, everything to the uh, just intonation interv- intervals. Tail. Yes. Oh, oh god. god, we lost tail. <laughs> oh god, tail's what? been sucked into the other dimension. What happened? <laughs> Did I go away? He's trying. He's trying to break music, and and they decided to break him. <laughs> they censored him. The FBI got him. Am, am I? Am I here? What? <laughs> I don't believe this is Teo. I, I. Are you here? Yes. Is that you? Quick, so? quick Gunner, ask him. Ask him a question that only the real Teo would know. <laughs> oh God. Uh, uh. I'm folding under pressure. Three point one four one. Oh yeah. No, no, no fake Teo with no pie. It's all good. <laughs> So you just like got a VST to do that? There's like some programs. Yeah, yeah. I found one that that does like that that uh, allows you that does like a hundred different kinds of tuning. So like you can make it do uh, like twenty four tet, like to twenty four um, tone equal temperament. So like pianos are twelve tet, twelve tone equal temperament, which is you know it divides the octave into twelve notes. Yeah, yeah. And you, you can so do you can that for half twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, what is the name tones. of this? That sounds awesome. Uh, what is the VSTI? Uh, I don't remember the name. I might disappear, apparently. apparently After we disappear. spend, you know, the first uh, 10 minutes trashing the idea of, uh, you know, like, God frequencies. and <laughs> Now we're like, oh my god, I need this. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. It is called <laughs> Simple Microtonal Sampler by okay. Michael W. Dean. Cool. It's. All right. I wouldn't say it's great for like making music with. Uh, actually, no, it's probably fine. I just don't know how to sample well. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 worth it's worth playing around with. Neato. I saw that you made your new soundtrack. Um, music f- video. Oh yes, the 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 planets. Yes. The, the yeah, I made a video. Um, it's on YouTube, my YouTube channel. Um, Tailgate at YouTube dot com or something like that. Something like that. Um, it's uh, I layered um some of my improvised piano music over uh, video footage I took on uh, space engine um and it the the video footage is of uh, all the or most of the planets in our solar system and yeah it was fun to make it's pretty cool <laughs> i was watching that this morning too i watched it last night and this morning man awesome. i'm like two of your views fuck yeah <laughs> and it was really cool i love the uh i love the space engine it's really neat oh my god I've it has been, cool effects to it it's 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 wonderful and it was made by one guy like this this Russian guy and like he oh god like <laughs> he, spent, he spent like 10 years or something like putting it together and it's yeah it's really good no it's really impressive I definitely yeah. encourage any of our listeners to go and check that out yes do it space <laughs> alright what you? else now 
<laughs> what else? What else? Well, what I'm, else? I, I'm just awkwardly sitting here for someone to ask me how my day was. You fucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're all just like, all right, yeah, our day was good. Uh, Tyler got a new haircut. You, well, I mean, it's the same haircut I always get because I'm basic. Oh, nice. It looks good. Did you get your hair dyed at all? Uh, no, it's the same. But oh. the mm. but the but the the only re- the only reason you know I, I I brought up what about me is because I had the entire time for the last half an hour I've been like all right I I, I got my opening like I had the bit ready to go and um and I was just gonna rock everyone's world and I've just now been so deflated uh-huh. <laughs> that, that I'm just like well fine sorry Natalie. well there you go well. That's all for today, guys. Uh, that was episode 36. <laughs> you can find all of us on Twitter and Instagram. Funny. How are you, Tyler? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know what the worst part was about this segue is that it, it, is that Gunner was talking about baking and my segue went into it perfectly because I was going to announce officially that I'm going to become a baker and Ooh. then just and then just... I don't get this opportunity. I get this like weird, like, you know, non prime time bit in the middle of the podcast <laughs> for this revolutionary announcement. Funny. What what do you mean you're gonna be a baker? That's so exciting. so um I went to I went to a local bakery uh, mm-hmm. a couple days ago and um I was just in there doing some work because uh m- you know, m- my current abode is dark and dingy. And so uh, I sat down, or I went there, and I was like, I'm going to buy a motherfucking loaf of bread when I leave. And, and you know, I, I go into this bakery. They have uh, an entire, like, wall of just the, all these delicious, like, assortments of bread. They have everything from, like, focaccia to some, like, olive sourdough or something like that. Uh, that sucks. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, well, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get get it when I leave. And I sit there, and I work, and I'm there working for six, six seven hours. I, I walk downstairs it's all fucking sold out and i'm like jesus <laughs> christ how much people like like artisan bread and then i was and then i managed hmm. to find like one last like deformed loaf and uh that shit was six dollars and i just sat there and calculated the amount of money don't they made calculate in that. it that's <laughs> the <I> whole <laughs> secret you're never supposed to think about it <laughs> and i was like holy shit people really like bread and 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 mm-hmm. after paying you know six seven dollars of fucking bread i'm like and it was good bread like it was way better than grocery store bread i'm just i was just like you know what I think I want to make some sourdough. And so, and so I walked all the way home and I was thinking about, uh, my potential career change. And, you know, then I started, then I just started to start discussing my, uh, my, my good friend, uh, Gunner's, uh, way of making sourdough. And I was explaining, um, how much I'm probably going to die in the middle of this year because Gunner taught me that how you make sourdough is actually kind of the most weirdest, disgusting thing that should probably kill us. Um, Oh, I don't for some, but for some reason, it doesn't kill us, and because uh, you bake and, it. And then I went down this weird spiral of realizing how much shit do humans put in their mouth that is literally molding or fermented food. Don't even think about cheese or dry aged meats. <laughs> like, like, like I'm just re- I, I'm ready. Like I came home. And I was just sitting there ready to be like, oh, man, I have some molding um, avocado in my fridge. I just want to take a big, giant bite of that yeah. because apparently I want to eat everything else that's freaking molding. And um, F- fr- Fruits and veggies are maybe a bit different. So No, I mean, like, I throw molding, like, ripe bananas right into my overnight oats. Like, man, yeah. I'm just on this molding train. 
I want to make some weird shit. I want to make some bread because I'm now officially going to file for bankruptcy after buying that goddamn loaf of bread. <laughs> and now I want more. I want all the bread gunner. I can teach you how to make sourdough. It's a easy enough process. Um, but no, like it's, it's, it's really, yeah, it's, I would encourage you fucking do it, man. I dare you to make bread drop out because there's so many possibilities. Um, yeah. Jesus, like just with once you figure out yeast, oh my god, it's like you can turn a hundred grams of flour into like twenty bucks. <laughs> and flour's cheap. Okay, now you sell like a car salesman. Yeah, <laughs> well, it is, but there's so much technique that you have to do to it. Like it's it, yeah, no, it's super significant, but it's still sell yeah. like a car salesman. <laughs> Except, except he's not a car salesman. He's he 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 he's just selling profit. Like like he's not trying to sell me his bread. He's trying to he's trying to teach me how to fish so that we can uh, be car salesmen together. Well, it's not even a car. <laughs> Gunner, you should start a course. It's and... like if you could make a Lamborghini with clay, you, you, and I could show you how to do it. Like, why wouldn't you do it? Right? Like. And then you can just sell Lamborghinis. Yeah, Teo, why wouldn't you want to sell Lamborghinis? It's not like I'm a used it's not like I'm a used car salesman. I'm an artisan car maker who sells okay. He makes the Lamborghinis, Teo. How right. dare you? Yeah, okay. I take I take raw metal and I fold it and scrap it into pieces of art that so Teo, do you hate there? Lamborghinis? Do you hate uh, Lamborghinis? Do you I hate the hate Lambo? Them. I don't hate them. Why well, I'm pretty indifferent. Why do you hate them so much? I don't know. I didn't realize I hated them so much. Like, it's, it's are you gluten intolerant? Tail? Just this unintentional bigotry that I've just harbored <laughs> my whole life. I, <laughs> I didn't realize. But guys have opened my mind. We should make ethanol fueled Lambos. They probably have done that. I feel like there's some sort of fermentation product from this bread that we can fuel a car. Well, this is the thing: is that <laughs> like uh, fermented, fermented. Uh, things like kimchi and sauerkraut, um, even like blue cheese and stuff like that. Those are like really good for you because like, unlike like molds and stuff can give you like, uh, lung infections and stuff like that. And like, but if you ferment, ferment the mold and then bake it, then it's well, like, it, well, yeah, it does kill it, but there can be some like leftover toxins or something. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, I wouldn't suggest just okay. eating eating mold because there's a, a certain kind of fungus that you need to be able to uh, grow, and that's where the technique comes in. Like, you have to be able to facilitate that fungus's life, hmm. not just a mold, because a mold is a different fungus that doesn't make a lovely sour taste, right? So like cool. there's I don't know there's a lot to fermentation and you with it you can make all kinds of amazing things like uh like kimchi and sauerkraut and all um and yeah but if you fuck it up you can also cultivate like botulism and and you know kill kill people right so there's a significant amount of technique to it and it's like a long long process right like to make a batch of sourdough takes properly takes like 3 days this is fascinating because, like, the, I imagine these these techniques, and you know better than anyone that like like things like making sauerkraut and bread and all this, like the, these practices have emerged from like centuries, if not millennia, of 
uh, testing and selection and yeah, <laughs> practice. Yeah, and, and the the most amazing thing about it is that like it wasn't it wasn't approached scientifically. Yeah, right. like the idea of cheese making is like you can kind of trace back its roots. I think to people first started slaughtering like a goat or a baby sure. goat or something like that because the process of cheese making is mm. that you have to put cheese in a warm environment with a uh, enzyme that you find in the intest or not the intestines the stomachs of goats which is called rennet and it kind of curdles the cheese in a way and so probably what i would think is that like thousands of years ago Someone slaughtered a baby goat who had just drank some milk and they found this curd inside of its stomach. And then they, I don't know, to make it, they probably ate that right out the go because they were stupid. Maybe they died. And then the next generation were like, oh, maybe we should, you know, cook this a little bit. And so they cooked it and slowly through generations, they refined that cooking process. And then they literally made mozzarella with that. And so like, that's, it's like, it, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They were just mm -hmm. like, oh, we... And, and so, like, the process of even obtaining rennet for the longest time was they'd literally get, like, goat stomachs and extract it out of this so right. that they could make cheese. Nowadays, we have, like, bacteria that we've literally uh, genetically modified to produce rennet so that we just have, like, infinite supplies or, or vegetables to produce rennet for us. So it's, mm -hmm. it's like we've scienced it now. We understand the processes. And so... Once you kind of understand those processes at hand, it makes it like a completely different ball game rather than just like kind of guessing and, and through generations of, of trial and error. And like, you know, I imagine the first people who came up with like some kinds of, of like uh, there's this, I don't remember what it's called. It's like a, a cured, salted, essentially completely rotten fish it's a cod i think um it's native to like portugal portuguese they they it's one of their staple foods but it's like it's really really off-putting because it literally tastes like rotten fish like i i tried it w once and it just it wasn't good but like these things are what they've been eating for like hundreds and hundreds and and like if not thousands of years because they've been kind of like passed down and no one's kind of changed them but because they've figured out hey this works but like what they're essentially doing is they're like curing and lacto-fermenting fish and we know that now today that like there's certain bacteria that can only grow at certain salinities and there's certain things that happen to this this meat that renders it safe it's really i i don't know it's really fascinating and yeah my my journey into culinary is is i don't know it's really helped is too simple it's emboldened by the, my like scientific background right and i was thinking honestly too that like uh an idea for like a if i was ever going to do a, a cookbook would be to do like scientific explanations on why certain techniques need to be applied because like mm -hmm. in many textbooks it's like oh you have to saute this and it's like well there's you know reasons behind even doing a simple like saute right where you want to cool. add color where you don't want to add color and i feel like i don't know it would be really really interesting to have a cookbook that kind of explains a lot of that but then you're veering into like oh now it's just a cookbook that is a textbook 
Right. So like you, you want to find a middle ground between just like describing all the scientific like process, like here's, here are the organic chemistry mechanisms underlying yeah. this reaction. No, it'd be really and cool like, though, right? Like could sure. you imagine, describe the organic chemistry of like... That would be really cool. Cheese I would, curd I would love to read that book. That would right. be fun. It comes a bit much, I think. <laughs> yeah. <Into laughs> At that point science. you have like a very specific audience. And, yeah. 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 But no, it's 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 really fascinating. And and the the process of baking bread, especially like the way that I do it, everyone classically knows it as like the San Francisco method, but it's been done for like millennia. Like it traces back to like uh ancient Rome and stuff like that. So it's really it's cool because they've been kind of facultating facilitating the growth of of these specific fungus so that I, yeasts i don't know if those are fungus um i think so yeah, yeah. but they've been like yeah. doing that for like thousands of years and they figured that out so long ago and it's kind of like at first it's kind of like a weird thing because you smell it and it smells kind of I don't know, funky and gross and then it helps to make your bread leaven and it's like magic almost it's really cool I think that's my that's my cooking rant. Have you ever thought about the 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 history of food making? Because you kind of said in there, and I was thinking about, and I remember this. I was immediately after my uh, change of heart to switch careers. Um, <laughs> Is that serious? I, by the way, are you actually <laughs> considering doing that? Everyone, everyone has to eat. I, I I am, but 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 I will definitely finish what I'm doing. Um, yeah, don't drop out. You're too close to a doctorate. <laughs> yeah, some days, some days, some <laughs> days, man. Um, but the with the with the food thing, the thing that I never understood about food, I understand. You see, I, I I understand that we discovered that things that we put in our mouth are poisonous because we go ahead and we you know put that berry in our mouth and then that berry killed Fred. What was the rationale? for someone to sit there and develop eating food that's fermented and gross. It's like, oh, that made you die. Let's do it again slightly differently. And how did you convince that person that this time they wouldn't die? I imagine, and this is just a, a guess, but back in the day, food wasn't as abundant as we have it now. And starvation was a constant thing that you were always facing. And so if you had a squash that went bad, you'd fucking eat that thing. And maybe it'd make you die, but you'd probably refine the method until the point that that squash would keep longer or do something. And so I think a lot of it would be like someone would be starving to death and they have this like, I don't know, something that they thought was shit. And then they were like, all right, well, I'm going to die if I don't try. And so they ate it and made it through. And then something along those lines would be the, I think the way that people would be. Because like, yeah, who the fuck would want to eat like sauerkraut? It's literally just rotten cabbage. That Like it's, (laughs) I don't know, at first it doesn't sound that good. And if it doesn't have like seasoning, it's not that tasty. But, you know, you refine the method over generations and generations once you figure out that it's safe then you kind of have a good starting point and then i guess accidentally you find that some things that you do with the rotten food uh actually taste really good and you actually mm-hmm. try to do it intentionally mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting sometimes how we're still on this earth <laughs> Just a lot of people aren't mind. a lot of people didn't stay on this earth for very long yeah you have to think <laughs> of all it's of thanks to them that we have sauerkraut <laughs> yeah all of the <laughs> 
guinea pigs who yeah. who took a bullet for the greater good of the village. <laughs> and then discovered some delicious ingredient, maybe one yeah. in a million. Yeah, sometimes I feel also really bad for other animals who don't cook. Yeah. Like, they just have to eat this shit raw with no spices. Mm-hmm. Man, I wonder if you give an animal like 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 some sriracha, if they would just like they're just mind to be blown. Like, give a dolphin a fish with some sriracha in it. Well, like I don't know, I don't know if they like enjoy hot stuff because it's like a burning sensation that they probably aren't like used to. But like, I know for a fact that my dog prefers certain kinds of food over others because he's a picky little fucker and. <laughs> Like, he will not touch um, his kibble, his dry kibble, unless we, like, pour a little bit of milk in there for him. And oh, I don't, He's got you trained I so know, good. I know, and he, but he doesn't. He just, he'll let it sit there for days, and he just, like, he'll be pissed, and he'll eat other stuff before <laughs> his kibble, and it's like... So, yeah. I I think huh. I think they they definitely do have have a palate and food preferences. I I don't know if they would appreciate specifically sriracha, but like you know maybe a little bit of cumin. Who knows? Maybe a dolphin would love cumin. As 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 we as we as we close out this episode, I do have this one question for you, Gunner. Yes, you're raising this dog. Yeah, or is he raising me? What made you? go on to milk like you're just like draw you you just like get this new puppy you're like oh look i'm gonna fill this puppy's bowl with some dry kibble and then the puppy just sits there and stares at you for like seven days straight and then like you like what would you what led you to be like i wonder what happens i pour some milk in there you want some cereal Um, i had yeah pretty much make him a little dog cereal um so initially when he was a puppy i was throwing just water on it just to like soften it up because he's a baby. Somehow that it, sounds it, gross it, to me, it, but it milk was, it was and really gross. It turns fine. into like a pasty mush. It's really <laughs> fucking nasty. But he ate it up. He loved it. Um, <laughs> and then I had some milk that was going sour. It was like just the bottom of the of the jug. <laughs> and so I just threw that on top. It was like scraped that it in. Day. Wait, 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 wait. So you first were like. Okay. I refined it. I refined my technique. For some reason, <laughs> I believe that this dry kibble is not good for my dog. No, he just hated it. So I'm going to corrupt my dog thinking that he loves soggy food. You threw some water on that shit. And now your dog is addicted to soggy, wet, like... <laughs> he likes wet like, food. That, that <laughs> cereal, like you just pour that milk and you leave it there for three hours <laughs> in your cereal. He like, specifically <laughs> likes it more once it sat for a long time and absorbed all the liquid. <laughs> and, and, then, and then you're like, well, you know... <laughs> water isn't enough for him i have some molding plus rank ass milk that's I still, gone off i still and i'm gonna give him that because we're now a household i still drank the milk a little bit but i was like oh this is going like it's it's not the best milk i've ever had science so, I so you okay okay so you didn't give him a hundred percent rank milk. Like you gave him twenty five percent rank milk. Well, like I, you could see, you looked and I you're like, I can see first. the floating parts of the milk in here. <laughs> There's only a couple chunkies. It was like, it was like a half cup. It was like a half cup. And you know what? He gets really good food sometimes. 
uh, he gets restaurant scraps, and sometimes we have prime rib, and so mm-hmm. he gets little morsels of prime rib, and he ships How- out to that. Yeah, however you want to justify feeding your dog uh, sour milk. It's like he gets fe- he gets fed well, uh, you know, 90% of the time. But well, sometimes was, I just want to fuck with him and give him some rotten milk. That was, you were asking where I started the milk thing, but that was, that was where I got that from. I started putting it on. And he loved it. He, like, he choked that down quick. He loved can, it. Can dogs eat bread? I've heard that I think it expands their stomach and they die. Yeah, I don't I think they ducks. should eat bread. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like that sounds like a myth to me. Like, well, I can eat bread. Why can't it eat bread? I I don't think they should eat like a whole loaf to themselves because dogs gorge. But like, I give him uh, like heels and stuff like that that are really hard, and it's almost like a bone. Like once they've gotten like stale to the point, oh my god, <laughs> I feel stale bread. But no, it's honest. Once it's so stale to the point that it's like a chew toy, he then loves you put it, it in and milk. No, <laughs> well, actually, I've done that before. Specifically, too. somewhat off milk. It just. He, did you know milk and bread is an actual French uh, cuisine thing? Like, that's something that they eat. That. So, I have a question. Do they put the milk in or the bread in the milk until it starts getting really soggy <laughs> and just disgusting? <laughs> like, three hours in. for three hours? <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's know. French. It's, it's Parisian. French. They add a little bit of bodies in. I mean, what's the difference between like mini wheats and just like broken up dry, stale bread and milk? It's exactly Tyler, same thing. It is all just going to a dog's stomach. Like he just poops it out grossly. Like that's all that it's happening with. So he he's happy while he's eating it. That's all that matters, right? He has a so smile on his puppy face. Okay, actually, my dog does smile, and it's kind of scary because he like I don't know if he picked it up from me or someone, but he like smiles like he's like showing baring his teeth. It looks like it's it's really scary. <laughs> so he scary. wants to kill you. <laughs> it looks like that, but he's like super happy, and I can only think that he's smiling. And it like literally looks like he's grinning. Like he's it's just the cutest collecting thing information. Ever. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, it kind of like fucked with me the first few times he was doing it. I was like, did he just smile at me? Like, yeah, almost like that. But like he kind of like wrinkles his nose a bit more, right? Because that's the only way that he can kind of get his front teeth out. Um, but it's. It's cool because I think he like picks up on, on like, our mannerisms or something like that, mm-hmm. and so he's like trying to m- mimic us. Cool, and it's really cool. It seems it seems like he's smart when he smiles, right? Like it seems like he's like trying to express mm-hmm. emotion. I know everyone always tries to tell us that dogs have no emotion, but I swear to God, when he smiles at me, he looks genuinely happy. <laughs> I, I will just will always carry the false narrative that like really your dog hates you and he's like doesn't like his he's, food and you've now you're just now like projecting being like look he's smiling but really just like I want to eat your face. No, he's a happy boy. Yeah, he's such happy boy. Yeah, totally happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me rationalize this. He's a happy boy. <laughs> no, we just bought him. Some, he's got a roof over his head. He's we, fine. We just yeah. bought him some uh, that. St- dirty can stuff it's supposed to be super good for them they love it i don't know it looks way worse than what i've been feeding him before literally looks like someone puked in a can and let it like kind of solidify and then you know you're not you're not helping your case that you're feeding your dog good food but this is like you know the supremo shit that everyone is like you know they buy the old ladies buy their uh dogs it when like you know they name their dog princess and stuff like that's what he's eating now. 
Did and you buy it, it off literally www. It looks like someone, it, No, no. And oh my god, Goop Labs is ridiculous. Fuck. What's Goop Labs? Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, okay. And she, I don't know. She like Tyler. What does she do? She like makes weird no, stuff. Right. We're no, my, we're gonna keep on going. Right. This, this. I'm not. We giving were just her talking the about advertisements. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like pedigree or something like that. You know, the good stuff. And it just looks kind of gross. It looks like someone chewed up a steak dinner and then, or like a, I don't know, some meat meat dinner that was like heavy in potatoes maybe and then puked it into a can and just closed that up. <laughs> random random thought or random question, not a thought. I've always had this. Is, because I don't, I don't know the truth in here of this. Is animal food essentially just a cheap way to feed an animal? Like, is there any reason why we don't just give them human food? You can totally give them human food. If you go and get, like, some brown rice and chicken and just, like, stew that into a pot until it's, like, a nice paste, they ship out to that. They love it. You don't need to add salt or anything because it gives them hypertension. Do we just give them bloody kibble just for the sake because because we just are because we're lazy fucks yeah um the kibble is just processed like little dog cereal that like is steeped in meat juice so they they are tricked into eating it um and they i don't think really should be eating that much cereal products because like back in the day you have to think like what dogs would have been eating a thousand years ago there was no such thing as like no one was going out of their way to make fucking kibbles it'd be like you get the 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 anus of this kill and so they just eat the you know the anus of like the deer that they just killed as the village and that's, that's an, the dog's food she gets deer anus that's an interesting question though that like the existence of pet food of the pet food industry is interesting like it is. It's, it's, it's food it's is food like, <laughs> it's like mouthwash it's one of those things that they've hmm. convinced us we need All right it's invented markets. Yeah, it's interesting how that happens. I had a question. It might be a dumb question, but I don't care. Um, so There's no such thing. Well, just wait. Um, <laughs> no. Um, so what is a dog? <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> what have we been talking about for half an hour? No. Um, so like, you can't feed pigeons bread because it'll expand on their stomach and stuff is that rice or something maybe okay that you can't feed them i don't know i always i always see old people feeding them bread though it's okay like, if old people do it go, go, i just... thought that was the go-to though <laughs> or are well, they just like hey i'll kill all these pigeons that's like, <laughs> they're jaded and they know what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> they get they get pleasure Wait. out of knowing that these animals are going to go fly away to an early grave. <laughs> I'm gonna beat you. Wait, 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 Taylor. Was that the question? Why do we feed pigeons bread? No, the question is if it kills pigeons, why isn't it? Why does bread like expanding in our stomachs not kill us? I don't think it expands. Wait. Like, okay, no, I think it's. I, I want to say it's a capacity thing. Like you know, like if we have our if we staple our stomachs smaller, we can still overeat and kill ourselves. I just think that a bird is like is just not used to something expanding. So like a tiny breadcrumb, they would just be like, la, 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 this is tiny. I, I don't, I'm not used to food that expands or would kill me and I'm just going to overeat and die. But it doesn't expand though. Like, 
that's the thing. I I'm thought that's rice. Is, is rice that expands to double the size? Okay, okay. Sitting in there, I think. So, I don't so think maybe. it's bread. I okay. think bread's fine because it's already been baked or or cooked or whatever. Well, then why doesn't like, rice kill us? <laughs> like, well, because we, we cook it. We don't feed them raw rice. Oh, we don't eat raw have, rice. Yeah. Oh, okay. I that think it's the rawness, sense. and then once they absorb the the okay. juice, and then it just I don't know. It's it fucking kills it. But I I I I'm pretty sure that that's. Uh, that's not bread. Okay. Because I, man, I swear to God, everyone feeds birds bread. And if that means that that's been killing them, like, my whole life is a lie. Cause, yeah, I, okay. I, I hope you're okay. right. Because I've <laughs> killed a lot of birds, too. <laughs> no, but, like, full disclosure, I make a lot of bread, right? And I don't eat it all. And so, like, I just, like, throw, like, loaves of bread out to the birds. And so, like, I, if that's been killing them, I'm... I'm <laughs> I feel so bad. I've been doing it for months. I thought I was getting them through the winter. <laughs> I mean, that, that'd be a really evil way to sell bread. It'd be like, okay, if you don't, if you're a baker, you know, and okay, if you guys don't buy all this bread, it's killing the birds. Well, like we already lost four trillion birds. We don't need the bakers to contribute. Jeez, maybe that's why the four trillion birds were dying because of the bakers, Gunner. You ever thought about this? It was the cats. I always blame cats. Cats and bakers. Cats and bakers. <laughs> baker cats who knows who knows what those cats are up to (laughs) a cat cat breaking a piece of bread throws in the lawn this will attract the bird it's like komodo dragon as soon as it like eats the bread the bird knows that it only has a little bit of time left so it just kind of follows the bird along and waits for it to die jesus komodo dragons sorry to get on this tangent but they are fucking crazy yes i was watching i don't know why but i have maybe like someone i'm subscribed to or something but every now and then I get like videos of like a Komodo dragon like eating a half alive like water buffalo and it just like kind of scars me. But it's so interesting and so scary because how they run. scary. Yeah, it's like they a, don't care. seriously, it's like a fucking two hundred pound reptile with these dead eyes and it's like foaming at the mouth. <laughs> And it just oh. like, yeah, it just bites you and just like <laughs> follows you around until you die from its bite. Like it's insane to me. And it can like smell you out because it smells the infection it gave you. Like what? Jesus. Is that not insane? And it smells with its tongue. It's just like really? licking, licking the dirt to like that. get you. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Komodo dragons. I, I really want to go to that island. Hmm. It would be you really, want to be hunted by Komodo dragons? I don't want to be hunted by them, but it would be cool to go to that, I think. Yeah. That's that's all. Just to see them. Just because like, I, I feel like a uh, cell phone screen or a computer screen or even a TV screen does not do those things justice. Mm-hmm. They're like bigger than humans. Gunner <laughs> wants to die. <laughs> that is how Komodo I die. <laughs> And that has been the Infinite Monkeys podcast for this week. Uh, remember that uh, you can follow us on various platforms at just by going to our www.rnames.com. Also, if you feel so inclined, you can check out our uh, Patreon page where you can supply uh, our bread empire. Um, and uh, we will send you bread remember that everything i say is not fact checked and has absolutely no truth to it and uh we are out bye see you guys
potato chips How my mouth has sweet potato chips Cold, drip, 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 crunch, crunch I don't want no lunch, all I want is potato chips Potato chips How my mouth has sweet potato chips Cold, drip, 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 crunch, crunch I don't want no lunch, all I want is potato chips <laughs> 